Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, and get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all! From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name's Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football a Magazine. TexasFootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live on TexasFootball.com, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitch, on Twitter, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local, mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She is the Duchess of the Dorks. She is Ashley Pickle. Howdy, friends. Hi. Happy Thursday. My days are very thrown off. No, this, I, this week. feels like a Friday. Yeah, it, uh, it feels like a Friday. I don't know what it is. Well, and especially because working extra hard. Yeah, that's it. Well, especially because too the conference championship games are on a Saturday, so I mm-hmm. keep thinking today's like a Wednesday, mm-hmm. and it's not. But then it feels like a Friday. I don't know. Time has no meaning. Anyway, we're here. Have, welcome into today. <laughs> today is today welcome is into today. <laughs> today is Thursday, March tenth, twenty twenty two. Two hundred fifty nine days till Thanksgiving. Happy birthday. It's a weird day for birthdays. Uh, would you like somebody born in Oklahoma or somebody born in Puerto Rico? Puerto Rico. Happy birthday to Bad Bunny. Oh, yeah. Nice. He was in Dallas not too long ago, and I was kind of sad I didn't get to go. Bad Bunny turns 28 today. Happy birthday to Bad Bunny. Oh, nice. Uh, episode 1347. On today's show, my friends, we are going to talk with at the back half of the show we're going to hear from the head coach of the Arlington Lamar Vikings coach Billy Skinner we'll talk with him um, about his his Vikings and everything going on out there in AISD and then back half or first half of the show though uh, is going to be Tepper's top 10 uh, I'm going to talk about teams that change classifications in next latest UIL realignment mm-hmm. that I think are immediate impact uh, impactful players list uh, uh, thursday yes uh, uh immediate contenders in their new classifications we'll get into that coming up here at the back half of the program or front front half of the program i that's why i can't do that yeah you did it backwards i really it didn't did. work i'm so excited to talk about billy skinner and, and, and less excited to talk about my nonsense <laughs> you should have just yelled billy skinner I know, <laughs> like that's that. it that there's the intro <laughs> anyway uh do we have our fourth of the door we sure do it was nick morton aaron arbuckle jake mcneil and tony blaylock welcome in fellas howdy fellas thanks for joining us on this uh, the day of the Conference USA uh, quarterfinals. Yes, that's a fact. There, it's uh, uh, Old Dominion 21, North Texas 20, with 5.40 to go in the second quarter. All right, Pickle. List Thursday. <laughs> List Thursday. Time for Tepper's Top 10. So, this today I wanted to put together a list of teams that are changing classifications. Uh, and there were uh, there were a lot of them in the latest UIL realignment. Teams mm-hmm. moving up, teams moving down, teams moving sideways, uh, up in classification, sure. down in classification. <laughs> and I think that there is this notion, and I think it's understandable, that if you move up a classification, 
you're going to struggle. Mm-hmm. And if you move down a classification, you're going to thrive. Yeah. And I don't. I think that while that may generally hold true, as you can say, that's a pretty. That's a broad if, assumption. Yeah, if you want to say like 70% of the time, yes. I would go with that. Because I do think that there are a fair amount of teams that are moving down that are still going to struggle. Yep. And I think that there are still a fair amount of teams that are moving up that have an opportunity to just keep on trucking, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I think that I think that is an instance in which uh, th- those types of instances occur. And so I want to come up with my top 10 immediate contenders in their new Texas high school football classification. So so these are only teams that change classifications, right? You will not see Galena Park North Shore on this list. No. They did not change classifications. <laughs> and they, they're not going to. They are a contender. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking teams that change classifications that I think are immediately a contender in, in their new classification. What do I mean? Let me let me put a little bit of, of fine point on this. Okay. What do I mean by contender? I think a contender is a team that can win their region. Okay. Okay. A team that I think can win their region. Now there are more than ten of them, but these are my top ten that I've got my eye on that I think are real contenders uh, to win their region, which will put them in the state semifinals, or perhaps mm-hmm. even win the whole darn thing. Okay. So let's start. Go to the graphics. Number ten here. Where there's my top ten uh, immediate contenders in New Texas high school football classifications. Number ten. Katie Pato. Katie Pato, the defending 5A Division I state champs, are, are moving up to Class 6A. Now, they are going to have um, a lot of change here mm-hmm. because, obviously, moving up classification, and they're doing so now without their coach, mm-hmm. BJ Gott, leaving to go to Pearland. So they'll have a new coach. They are, of course, still the defending 5A Division I state champs. Mm-hmm. They are getting launched into Region 3, which is very difficult. But I will say... I need to take a look at their at where they fall from an enrollment perspective. Now they are a big they they were relatively big, but if they can find a way, for example, if Tompkins and Katie, uh, actually you know, and Cinco Ranch, they will almost certainly every BD team two. every team in their classification or every team in their district that. Um, made the playoffs last year, and there were five of them, including themselves, uh, or rather four others, Katie, Tompkins, Cinco Ranch, and Seven Lakes, yep. are all bigger than them. Mm-hmm. So they only need two of them to make the playoffs. Which we, feels we, we talked. It seems seems pretty pretty much a lot. Yeah. Katie and Tompkins, Katie and Cinco yeah. Ranch, right? What I would say here, if you take a look at this, um, at the way that 6A Division Two tends to break out, normally that's a little bit more manageable. Yeah. Right? Normally, that's going to be an opportunity to make a little bit of a run. Mm-hmm. So I don't think Peyto moving up to 6A is some immediate, like, heat death. No, especially because we talked about this a lot, like, all all, all credit to College Station and stuff, and all credit to Peyto and, and winning that 5A Division One state championship. But they, they already had 6A numbers, basically, yes. at this point last year. So it's not like they're short by any stretch of the means. Right. I mean, they're, they're 3,000... Uh, student school. Yeah, there's and so they've got numbers no there. That's not necessarily the issue. I also think, again, if they can go to the Division Two bracket, which seems, I would say, let's just say likely, mm-hmm. um, if they're able to go to the Division Two bracket, then I think they've got an opportunity to, to make a run. Now, Katie, um, of course, made the, uh, the state semifinals last year. Um, uh, out of out of Region Two, they mm-hmm. went to the re- Division Two. But if Katie doesn't go there, then you're talking about a team like C.E. King or Summer Creek. And I'm just here to tell you that I think that K- Peyto can hang with mm-hmm. those types of teams. Number nine, Gregory Portland. Let's go a little bit off the board here. 
Gregory Portland is moving down from 5A Division One to 5A Division Two, and one of the things that I feel like we're not necessarily talking about a whole lot. This is a, a team that, that last year went 9-4. and four. And if you take a look at what Region 4 looks like, right, what Region 4 of 5A Division Two looks like, Liberty Hill, of course, won the region last year, and they figure to be pretty good again. But who else in that region are you sure is a world beater, yeah. right? Alamo Heights, maybe. Flower Bluff, another drop down, maybe. Flower Bluff had a good year last year. Right. Mercedes, San Antonio Veterans Memorial, another drop down. I'm just saying that I think Gregory Portland, by virtue of going to Region 4 and 5A Division 2, which I would say is, in my opinion, the weakest or at least not less least deep region. Yes. In the 5A Division 2, I think there's an opportunity for G-Port to make a run. Mm-hmm. And, and Brent Davis has done a great job down there. I think they're building something uh, with what they're doing at Gregory Portland. Keep an eye on the Wildcats. This was a prime example of when you joked about teams obviously going up and down, but then also uh, left to right. Yeah, this is kind of a left to right yeah, movement little, there. <laughs> yeah, they're going a little bit sideways. Going a little bit sideways. Number eight. Another off the board. Very off the board in Gordon. Let's talk six-man football. So Gordon, there, there wasn't a ton of high-profile changes in uh, as far as divisions are concerned in six-man football. There's a few teams that are joining, that are leaving six-man football. Sterling City, Water Valley are leaving. Two team, A few teams that are, are joining, like Menard and Burkeville, are going to start playing six-man football. But the most high-profile change in division is Gordon. Mm-hmm. Gordon was a team that, uh, that last year uh, had a pretty darn good year. I feel like they they went ten. They were a ten win team. They won their district. They ended up making the uh, uh, the uh, the quarterfinals or the regional finals, uh, losing to eventual state champion Strawn. Um, this is to me a team that can make a run. When you take a look at their region, Abbott, mm-hmm. our friend Terry Crawford, is probably going to be their biggest challenge within right. their region. Abbott, St. Joe, team like Coolidge, etc. I would say, though, if you take a look at Gordon, there's there's no real reason why they cannot, even though they're moving up a division, why they can't immediately contend and be a challenger to a team like Abbott in Region 3. Oh, yeah. And if you see, like, obviously, we saw how good Strawn was last year. To lose to them by not a substantial amount no. says enough. Yeah, I think that's right. Number seven. Foray we go, the Argyle Eagles. Of course. Uh, this is a, a high-profile uh, move, right? Moving from 4A Division, uh, 4A Division, uh, run, I have that backwards, 4A Division 2 to 4A Division 1. Uh, no, I have that wrong. The 5A Division 2. They're moving up to 5A Division 2. I've got this. I'm doing great, guys. Numbers. I'm doing great. I didn't do a typo. The, you guys are reading it wrong. <laughs> so they're moving up to 5A Division 2. And again, moving up to 5A Division 2 is not going to be fun. I don't think anybody's looking forward to this. But at the same time, where they got dropped, we talked about how they had a pretty soft landing district-wise. Mm-hmm. Also, you take a look at their at their region in Region 1, and you start saying 5A Division 2. You go, okay, Colleyville Heritage, pretty darn good. Yep. Grapevine, same district. They're going to be pretty good. Wichita Falls Riders, a team that's made the regional final or regional final forever. But, like, I just Those don't think there's a ton of depth. I just don't think there's a ton of depth. And so, so for me, uh, when you take a look at this, at this, uh, at, at Argyle moving up to 5A Division 2, not 4A Division 2, like says on the graphic, I think Argyle can immediately contend and immediately is in that mix of those four teams with Heritage, Argyle, Grapevine, Ryder that are mm-hmm. going to be that are going to be on the short list of Region One contenders. Number six to two A, the Stratford Elks, the first state champion we're going to have on this list, or second state champion rather, uh, moving up from two A Division Two to two A Division One, and and look, 
you don't you never want to be moving up a classification, especially I think there is a pretty big leap between two A Division two and two A Division one. Yes. Um but again it's, it's that's especially hard too right after a historic right. state run, you know. <laughs> but again, they're stepping into a region that I think they can make some noise in, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, Hawley, and of course, played for a title last year. They'll have a little bit of rebuilding to do. Cisco is going to be dangerous. New deal. We talked with Coach, uh, 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 the head of coach at Cristoval, uh, uh, Casey Otho, earlier this week. They're going to be a contender. There's more contenders, but I also think that right now, if you want to install Stratford as the team to beat in Region 1, I think that's fair. Yep. They have some pieces to replace. Cody Rennie is gone, right? Mm -hmm. They're going to have some, some key pieces to replace. But I also think that they can make a run and they can make some noise here in Region 1 uh, by virtue of, of a defending state champ stepping into a region that I think is maybe, uh, while there are really good teams here, I don't think there's necessarily another alpha that they're going to, that immediately you say, you got to get through them. Right. We're going to talk a little bit later, spoiler alert, we're going to talk a little bit later about Alito. There's an alpha they have to get past, mm -hmm. but there's ample reason to believe that they should be able to get past them. I just don't think there's an alpha right now right. in Region 1, especially since Hawley has some rebuilding to do. Into the top five. Number five! Let's go way south here. Edinburgh Vela. Let me be the first to tell you guys this, okay? And and, and maybe you guys have dug into this, and, and, and I'm not breaking any news to you. So Edinburgh Vale is dropping from 6A division, 6A to, to 5A Division One. Mm -hmm. Same thing with PSJA North. Yes. They're both dropping down. Same with Harland and Sal. They're all dropping down. Guys, I think that six of the top seven teams in Region 4 are in the Valley. Yeah. I think I think Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial is going to be very dangerous again. Mm -hmm. As they They're, always of course, are. Uh, they were a, a team to keep an eye on last year. They were very dangerous last year. I am here to tell you that I think Edinburgh Vela was the best team in the Valley last year. Yes. And I think by going, dropping down to 5A Division One into a Region 4 that has... I think a uh, they, don't, they do not have an alpha. There's nobody there that I think is unbeatable. I think Edinburgh Vela can play in a state semifinal. I mean that sincerely. Now, if they were to get to a state semifinal, they might play a team like College Station or Manville or Smithson Valley or Magnolia West, Which and that wouldn't ideal. be super fun. Right. But they'd get there. there. And it's been a long time since we've had a regional champion in the Valley. Mm -hmm. I think at least for next year, 5A Division One Region Four might be your best chance to have a yep. Rio Grande Valley team in a state semifinal. There is big doings down there. I think the way that Region 4 broke is very favorable to a team like Edinburgh Vela mm -hmm. and PSJ Annual. Because Mission Vets and Sherilyn Pioneer were the last two to make it to a regional final, they but they didn't a, win it. Correct. Right. They I'm both got knocked they out take, the fourth They round. could take it a step further. That would be I'm awesome. telling you that is that is the, re, the way Region 4 is set up because of the fact that there are two Valley districts in it. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of reason to believe that Vela can make a run. And they're going to be really good. By yeah. Way. Number four! Another defending state champ, the China Spring Cougars. China Spring's moving up, right? China Spring, of course, very famously, we we, we went gaga over it on the mm -hmm. realignment day about how, oh my gosh, they got dropped into... Um, Lorena. They got dropped... Oh, no, that's uh, Franklin. Franklin, yeah, sorry. They dropped into Stephenville. Yes, yeah, there we go. <laughs> same district with uh, with district uh, with uh, with Stephenville. Two 4A state champions in the same district. And look, there's, there's reason to believe that they were put into a very difficult region, mm -hmm. right? Stephenville, Salina. La Vega, same district. Canada. Yeah, that like Waco area is getting insanely tough. Kennedale, Paris. I mean, it is a really, really tough region. But I also think that China Spring has faced down 
maybe I'm just putting too much stock into what they did last year. Mm-hmm. And then obviously they've got big piece to replace like Major Bowden. And they're going to have a new coach. A new coach. But I also look at what they've built there and what they've and and, and consistency the, and the people that they are that the teams that they have beaten to get to that level, right? To go through the Carthages and the West Orange Starks and the and the and the Gilmers to win a state championship. West Orange Stark or yeah, that's it. That's really impressive and it's really difficult to do. And so to me, China Spring I don't think is gonna be scared moving up to 4A Division 1. It's tough, make no mistake about it. Mm-hmm. It's tough, but they are they're going to they're going to get a snootful of two of the toughest teams in their region within their own district and we'll find out real easy or real quickly rather exactly where they're at. Right. So China Spring comes in number 4. Number 3. Wichita Falls Hershey. Okay, another one that I I, I just I want to be the first to tell you guys. If, if I'm not, <laughs> then then you just forgive me. So Wichita Falls Hershey is dropping down from four division one to four division two, and and maybe you and, and I'll, I'll keep repeating this, but Wichita Falls is going through a, a very a very strange situation right now. They have three high schools: they have Old High, they have Ryder, and they have Hershey. They are going to close all three of them in a couple of years mm-hmm. and reopen two brand new buildings that they're building, and they're going to consolidate three high schools into two. Uh, that's, I think I think if you were to talk to Antonio Wiley, who left Wichita Falls Hershey to become the head coach at Coppell, mm-hmm. he would tell you that maybe that uh, uncertainty may be why he was so inclined to take a job uh, right. to yeah. move, right? Re- realistically, someone's going to lose a job because of that. I'm here to tell you right now that in this swan song, in these next couple of seasons, in their swan song, Hershey's going to be super dangerous in Region 1. Mm-hmm. And right now, sports gun to my head, I would say that they're the favorite to win Region 2. Heck, they won Region 1, la- or Region 1. They won Region 1 last year. Yeah. In 4A Division 1. Mm-hmm. And they're dropping down. Because uh, we had to reach I, out to their coach about the all-access piece in case they made it right. to state. <laughs> I think they're I think they're the favorite. Yeah. I think they've got to be the favorite. They are the champion of Region 1 uh, in a higher division, now dropping down. I think they've got to be the favorite mm-hmm. there. So Wichita Falls Hershey is a team to keep an eye on, and, and maybe a team like the like the Edinburgh Vales and like the Gordons that aren't getting the big headlines, but is going to be an immediate contender mm-hmm. wherever they go. Then the last two are teams that have a fair amount of headlines. <laughs> Number two, the aforementioned Bearcats of Alito. So Alito is again pretty famously moving up from five A Division two to five A Division one. Um, it's it's a big leap. They are going into their the same district with Denton Ryan, mm-hmm. and Denton Ryan is there's uh, that alpha. There's the alpha, right? Uh, I but I will say that I think that you know obviously they get Ryan in district. Mm-hmm. A team like Tascosa and a team like Lubbock Cooper is not going to go away. Abilene I think is a sleeper. But what I'll tell you, what I'll tell you is that. Alito is going to play against... The, they're going to face off against the best team in that region. Or quote-unquote the best team in this, their region, if it's not Alito, right? Mm-hmm. In Denton Ryan, in district. Yeah. Those are the two, in my opinion, right now. If you were to ask me who are the two best teams in Region 1, I'd say it's Alito and Denton mm-hmm. Ryan. It's a classic Winthorpe Munster where yeah. we see them in district and then we I will, likely see them in the regional final. I would final. fully expect to see them play twice. Right. And... And for Alito, I, they have played teams at the 5A Division One level. Mm-hmm. They've beaten teams at the 5A Division One. They they almost beat Cedar Hill 
a year or two ago at a 6A level. I just do not think that, that this leap from 5A Division 2 to 5A Division 1 is going to necessarily scare them or mm -hmm. make the, or mean that they're going to fall back to the pack. I think they're going to be a, an instant contender there in Region 1 of 5A Division, Division 1. Now, 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 here's an interesting thing. If they had been lumped into Region 2, maybe this is a different conversation. Right. Because then they're going through Lone Star and Timberview and Longview and Wake. That's just a Wakeland lot more landmines. Lancaster, right? Yeah. I think Region 1's a little bit more open for them to make a run. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think Alito is my number two team on my immediate contenders. Which will lead to an amazing state semifinal game on that side of the bracket. Potentially. You could have a team like uh, Longview and Alito oh, in, a region, yep. in a state semifinal. That'd be fun. But there could only be one. Mm -hmm. Number one! The accidentally aforementioned Franklin Lions. <laughs> Franklin. So Franklin... The 3A Division Two state champion is moving up to 3A Division One, and you know this is this is a feel thing. This is uh, this is this is not based in science. I want to be clear. This is more, much more art than science. Mm -hmm. I do not think that the gap between at the very top between 3A Division Two and 3A Division One is particularly large. Mm -mm. There are other places where I do think that gap is large. Yes, I don't think that exists in 3A. No, I think that. I think that you saw Gunner and Franklin play in the 3A Division II mm -hmm. state championship, and I think you saw Lorena and Brock play in the 3A Division I state championship game, and I would put all four of those teams on about the same plane. Absolutely. I think they're about the same level. And so Franklin, who does bring back a fair amount from last, year, mm -hmm. from last year's team, Franklin, of course, does get thrown into the wood chipper with Lorena in their district. But I'm also here to tell you that I think that that region, all told is not ultimately super deep. There's teams like Yoakum and Hallettsville from down south that I like, Die Ball, Columbus. You know, Little River Academy, I think, is a sleeper within their own district, right? Mm -hmm. But I also just don't think it's all that deep. And I think if, again, I think there's one of those instances where Lorena, of course, is going to be pretty good again. Mm -hmm. They're going to, they may see them twice. Right. But right now, if you're asking me who I think is the favorite in 3A Division 2 or 3A Division 1 Region 3... Might be Franklin. Mm -hmm. Might be Franklin. And a team that can legit win another state championship and go back-to-back -back, um, starting out at, there in Region 3. I think that this is a Franklin team that's loaded. I think it's a Franklin program that, that's ready. That, that Now that they've got that state championship, they're feeling like they can, they can beat anybody. Franklin is my number one immediate contender in a new Texas high school football classification for 2022. So there you go. There's my top 10. What do you think? Let me know in the comments of what I'm wrong about. You'll notice there were some. Uh, I'll tell you the last two cuts for me. Okay. Because I like I, the the honorable. Mentions. I put together a list. <laughs> I just I, the way I do these things is I just kind of go through and I just type up all the teams that I think are going to be there, and I ended up with twelve. Uh huh. The two that got cut were Highland Park and Abilene. Yeah. Yeah, Highland Park had a soft landing, and then Abilene. Soft, I, let me let me soft landing in district. Bingo. Soft landing in not district, necessarily region. Not necessarily in the region. Uh, Abilene, I think. Because they're 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 dropping out of five division one as well, mm -hmm. but I also think that in that region one they are not the they're not in my opinion the team to beat in five a division one region one mm -hmm. uh, in my opinion that the, the, that might belong to another team that we that we talked about uh, earlier which was uh, uh, rather you're talking about Alito and Den Ryan the guy get through them mm -hmm. you know what I mean anyway so let me know what you think. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Pickle, 
This past season, Dave Campbell's Texas Football partnered with University Health to shine a light on student training programs across the greater San Antonio area with the Student Training Program Spotlight. This year, 10 schools were selected as the Student Trainer Program Team of the Week which includes a commemorative plaque and presentation, as well as a $500 donation to the program. Each school was then entered into compete for the San Antonio Student Training Program Spotlight Program of the Year Award, with a uh, partnered with a $2,500 donation to their school's athletic training program. We had it voting at TexasFootball.com. We received more than 100,000 votes. Let's go. I had to count them by hand. Yeah, the 210 showed up. We are proud to announce the San Antonio Student Training Program of the Year and the recipient of the $2,500 grand prize to... Drumroll, please. Boom! San Antonio Holmes High School. Congratulations to the Holmes Huskies on being named the San Antonio Student Training Program of the Year presented by University Health. Uh, congratulations to Christy Garza and the Huskies training uh, student training staff on this terrific award. They get a $2,500 grand prize towards their program. Congratulations to the Huskies student training staff as the San Antonio Student Training Program of the Year presented by our friends at University Health. For more information, visit TexasFootball.com. Pickle, a couple years ago, we caught up with the head coach of the Arlington Lamar Vikings, uh, Coach Billy Skinner. Talked a little bit about his Vikings, what they were able to do in 2021. A little look ahead 2022. Here's my conversation with Arlington Lamar head coach Billy Skinner here on Texas Football Today. Dave Campbell's Texas Football here at the DFW Coaches Clinic. Here with the head Viking over there at Arlington Mar, Coach Billy Skinner. Coach, how are you? I'm doing great. How's the offseason been? It's going really well. Uh, getting stronger, getting a little bit faster. So hopefully we'll be able to play some football soon. Uh, I'm, I'm interested in kind of your takeaways from your first year there at, at Lamar. You know, a 2-8 and eight record obviously didn't manifest itself in the wind column the way that you would like, but I know you guys were real young, especially at a couple right. of really key positions. Uh, when you take a look at your first year uh, there at Lamar, what, what stands out to you? I would say we've got to learn how to start fast. Mm -hmm. uh, we started our first three or four games in a 21-0 hole. Can't do that. And so uh, a large emphasis for us has been starting fast, playing fast, doing everything we can fast during our offseason. So well, and that's one of the big ones. Well, it strikes me there in Arlington ISD, like, you know, the, the bad news is there's no there's no weeks off. Like you're, you know, now we yep. don't know what realignment's going to have. Maybe they're right. going to throw you out to, to El Paso. But, like, you know, it seems like when you're playing Arlington ISD teams, they're all well coached. They all they all got a pretty, couple of pretty good kids. And it yep. seems like you got to be ready every single week. There's no doubt about it. And I think that the coaches in Arlington ISD are some of the best coaches in the state of Texas. And so those guys are always ready to play. And those kids are always up and ready to play. So, you know, we played Arlington High and we're up 17 points. And they come storming back. We end up going to double overtime and they get a W. So, no, it's you're going to be going all the time. It's a bloodbath, as Laban used to call it. Yeah. Okay. So you're 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 now in the job for a year. Yep. What do you know about this job now that maybe you didn't know when you took over? I'm a, I asked the hard-hitting question. Yeah, you do. You thought this you was going to be easy. Oh, <laughs> nice, easy interview. Tepper's going to throw softballs. No. You know what? I think. The, the, I always leave my door open, my office door open. And I, one of the things I love is that people are going to continue to come in. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, because everybody really wants to be invested in the program. And so we've got a bunch of community members, people from the school. I mean, people who have, yeah. have gone to the school, they're, they're always popping in. And it's great. And, and I, I just... I wasn't ready for it. Yeah, <laughs> you weren't ready to be that popular. I wasn't ready to be that popular. Yeah, I know. I can. I can see. Yeah, Coach Coach Delay made it look easy. You yeah, know, he, being that being that popular. Hey, I'm telling you right now, 
every I used to poke my head in daily on him and you know just check on him and what you got going on in here and, and he'd always have me come in and talk to me I've got to get better at that because he made it look so easy all right so what you know you're, you're here at DFW coach Clint what what are you looking to get at, at something like this what what do you what do you what do you what are you doing here, basically? So for me, it's always about getting a nugget. Uh, I, I want to get something small and then maybe find a staff that does something similar to us. And then when we go over to the breakout room, hey, uh, what did y'all have trouble with whenever you saw this? And, and, and kind of get ideas like that. So I love going into the sessions and getting something there. But my favorite part is getting out on one of these tables and getting with somebody that does something similar and trying to learn from them. All right. So so then, you know, obviously it's early. We got, we got some time. I'm not trying to pressure you okay. on, on a, a game you're going to play in August. Okay. But what do you feel like is going to be the difference between last year's team and this year's team? Do you have a feel quite yet on how this team may be different? Well, you know, I think for us, we're going to have a full offseason together. I got there in June. Ain't that, ain't that yeah. a blessing? Yeah, oh yeah. So <laughs> we're going to have a spring ball and we're going to have an offseason together. So we're going to know each other's language. They're going to know exactly what I mean whenever I say something. I'm going to know kind of how to read them a little bit better. So there's going to be a, a better understanding for one another uh, just because of all the extra time that we've got compared to what we had last year. Well, Coach, we're excited for you. We're excited to see what you do in year two there at Lamar. Man, I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for watching this clip here on YouTube. If you like this kind there of stuff, there is Billy you want Skinner. Wow. Fade from me into me. Um, My nightmare. Billy Skinner, the head coach of the Arlington Lamar Vikings, appreciate his time uh, talking about his uh, his squad out there in uh, Viking Land. And I'm happy the he are uh, the first time that he well because he accepted the head coaching job there last year and Mallory and I were out at a seven on seven SQT and we asked to interview him. He was real nervous. He was like, I got to get better at this. And so when we saw him this time, we were like, all right, coach, here's more practice for you. So he's gotten, he's gotten comfortable on air. Uh, Well, he, yes, he's very, very comfortable on air and, and, uh, and think they've got big things ahead Mm -hmm. there at uh, Arlington Lamar. We appreciate Billy Skinner taking some time with us. Let's go over to Ashley Pickle, our chief final thoughts correspondent for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts. I like that. I like that Final nickname. thoughts correspondent. Yeah, I think that I'm going to change that to my actual job title. Um, no, we had a really intriguing question that really it makes you think. Are there more doors in the world or more wheels in the world? And that's really hard because I feel like instantly you go, oh, doors. Mm-mm. But when you think about Mm-mm. wheels, I mean. Not wheels. It's wheels. Uh, a lot of wheels out there, and the, and a lot of and here's the other thing. <laughs> Usually, wheels like because because there are doors on wheels, right? Like about your car, right? Yeah, I guess if we're counting like chair wheels and stuff too, like I don't know if we're mm-hmm. going just car. If we're going just car wheels, then doors is definitely the right answer because they're, a lot of countries around the world they don't they're, drive. They're, so they're in this room alone. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 wheels. I've got wagon wheels. wheels. 30 wheels. <laughs> I wish I could. Oh, you can't see it. I Darn can't. it. 30 <laughs> the wheel wheels. Is fun. One door. Uh, I guess technically five. Two, yeah. Okay. So are we counting door doors or are we counting like cabinet I'm, doors? I'm, stick, I'm sticking to this. I'm saying there's more wheels. Wheels. Because I think there's a lot more places that have wheels and no doors than doors but no wheels. <laughs> That's me thinking through. I feel like that was a hasty answer, like it was rushed. No, wheels. Wheels? Stick with it. Okay. I think I'm going to go doors, but okay. What about hamster wheels? There's no doors on those. There's no doors on those. Because can you imagine giving a hamster a door? You just leave. 
You just bust through it. Hamsters don't like doors. Hamsters don't play by your rules. That's fair. <laughs> they have one rule, and that is get Did you ever out. own a hamster? No. I didn't either. You know why? Why? They smell. Yeah, I had to keep a pet or a class pet chinchilla mm. one time over like Christmas break chinchilla. or something. It was awesome. Super cute, super soft, smelt like turds. Yeah. Do you know why? Because it was it produced a lot of turds. That's why. Because of all the turds. <laughs> it's just mm. an overwhelming. Sometimes, sometimes the answer's right in front of you. <laughs> okay, that's that's my final thought. At the end of the show. <laughs> yep, a lot of turds. <laughs> Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DaveCF. <laughs> like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks again to Billy Skinner, the head coach of the Ellington Lamar Vikings, for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please give your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow for Friday. Believe it or not, tomorrow's Friday. I promise wow. you. Check your calendar. Texas Football today. Mm-hmm.